Okay, okay. We are back and we are live on the Stereo app. Welcome to the Social Living Podcast. I am your host, Julian Green, and I also have my co-host, Jamal Lawrence. How are you, Jamal? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We've had we've had a little delay. We've had a two-week break. Obviously, we've had a little one's birthday, Kilian's birthday last week. Yeah. Um, still recovering from the journey, you know. It's a quick, quick dash to London and back. But um, yeah, it was good, man. It's good to spend time with the family, get all the all the next generation together. But um, yeah, yeah bless, man. It's, I mean, I'm enjoying life at the moment. It's good. It's good. I'm it's in a good, good place. Good. Yeah. Good, man. How about you? Yeah. How, how's how's things on your side? Um. Yeah. No. Everything's good. You know. Everything's good. Like again. I'm gonna apologize to our dedicated audience that we have been two weeks two weeks late. So there's been a bit of a delay. There's been a lot of things happening, a lot of birthdays, a lot of just family commitments which haven't enabled us to kind of commit uh, a time. Um, just as you guys are aware, myself and Jamal are in two different locations, so it's quite difficult to try and get the time to cross over right. So um, I do apologize for that, but we will be back. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm good. You know, like uh, works works okay. Um, I feel like I just need to put a little bit more pressure on myself. Um, a lot of things have been happening on social media over the last two weeks as well. We're seeing it seems like it's Instagram update season. So uh, definitely yeah, stay weekly tuned. updates. Yeah, trust me, weekly updates. And uh, as per usual, please do stay tuned to the end of the show where we actually give the social media updates and our take and our opinions on those as well. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to kind of kick off onto this topic, you know. I feel like, you know, it's something that I've been intrigued about for a long, long time. And I'm just kind of happy to be talking about it, to be honest. So just to kind of give the audience uh, a bit of an overview. So this this episode is going to be called um, why should you be paying attention to NFTs? And uh, myself and Jamal were just going to have a, a nice discussion about NFTs, what what are NFTs, and just kind of like a beginner's guide around it and whether you or your brand should be paying attention to this space and whether you can it can be profitable for you guys. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. So, Jam, like, have you come across NFTs before? So yeah, this this is gonna be an interesting interesting body because you're you're the NFT expert between between the two. So for me, it's it's gonna be an education educational session for me as well as everyone else listening. So only only experience I've had of with NFTs has been through what you've discussed with me, um, in the past or what I've seen from Gary V post as well actually tell a lie there's also a video oh, what's the instagram page visualize um i think there might be their handle on instagram where they've now converted their art into nfts as well and they've okay. entered that space but um apart from that that's the only real exposure i've had of it i'm still i'm still late to, to the market mm, mm, mm. Oh, that makes sense i feel like i guess the the, the first place to kind of start is when someone says NFT, you're already thinking, oh, my God, another acronym. What is this that I have to learn? Um, but essentially, an NFT stands for basically non-fungible token, um, which probably just sounds like technical jargon to you right now. Um, but 
in in other terms, like it's just a unique way of being able to, I guess, d- digitize uh, something. Uh, it can be anything, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's a, it's a it's an asset. That's what I'm gonna put it as. It's an asset, similar to how you might own a stock on the stock market. Okay. You know, you might own a stock, so it's a digital asset. But essentially, that's what it is, and that digital asset can be anything digital. It could be a drawing. It could be right now. It's a lot of like, it's very artsy. Um, so you mentioned mm-hmm. visualize, and you know he does a lot of visual art concepts, very simple. And um, the fact that he's going into NFTs is a, is a big, big thing, um, especially for artists. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of people probably get confused with nfts and cryptocurrencies and bitcoins and they're thinking oh what is it like can you what is uh, is nft a cryptocurrency i can confirm now it's not a cryptocurrency mm-hmm. um as i mentioned it's like a digital asset that can be bought with different uh digital currencies um obviously the most common one being i think ethereum at the moment but you can use it to buy um it can be bought with other different currencies. And that's obviously dependent on what the owner of the digital asset, uh, the original owner of the digital asset has put it up as. So if they have put it up um, to be bought with Ethereum, then it will be traded as with Ethereum. Um, and that's just how it, how it will be. So, um, so yeah, I don't know if you, if you've got any questions, I'm happy to just kind of like dart in. Cause I, I mm. honestly think, um if you're a small brand this is a huge huge opportunity um just to experiment more than anything i'm not going to sit here and tell you nfts is the future but we don't know what the future is going to be but nfts uh is a very interesting space um especially if you're if you're into like collectibles and art and content creation uh, which is is a lot of people at this current stage like if you look at the most mm-hmm. people that are on youtube tiktok instagram like this and you create unique content so nobody creates content like you do um this could be a good and fruitful space for you right now um so i definitely think you should definitely try and do some research into into nfts so yeah, sorry to take it back, but did you did you have any questions? Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I think we should like maybe strip it back and and talk about where we can see NFTs. Like, what where is the marketplace for for NFTs? Yeah, sure. So I think one way you can look at NFTs is um, like let's look at if if we say NFT is like a digital asset, right? So let's mm-hmm. kind of compare it to like a physical asset so i'm gonna use an example of someone like banksy banksy amazing artist uh from the uk but he's very much a global artist uh very world renowned um they say he does a painting right so a couple of years mm-hmm. ago i know he did a painting and it like self-shredded right so mm-hmm. he would he would have to sell that painting to sell that painting he would put it through auction so he can put it onto, there'll be obviously there's certain auction companies that specialize in bringing a group of buyers together 
and purchasing and uh, for people to purchase art specifically. Uh, and it's a similar thing for NFTs. Um, there's a variety of different marketplaces that you can use to upload your digital art if you have any and purchase any digital <clears throat> art that you see that you might want to purchase. And to name a few, there's places like uh, Variable and the one that I'm using at the moment is OpenSea. So I'm just going to stick to that one. So OpenSea is a great place for you to start. It's where you can upload digital art or an NFT collection, I would say. It doesn't have to be art specifically, but it's, it's, it's majority of it is right now is more art focused. Um, mm. And yeah, you can use OpenSea. So the way to like, the way it works is, you would sign up to OpenSea. Uh, you would have to connect. First of all, you have to have a cryptocurrency wallet. The most common one out there is the one I would recommend for beginners anyway is Coinbase. So you can definitely mm-hmm. sign up to Coinbase and then connect your wallet to to OpenSea. And then um, I guess the next step would be to try and purchase some Ethereum. I'm not going to take you through that process, but you could go buy yourself some Ethereum. Don't need to buy a whole Ethereum, just depending on the price, it fluctuates. But um, buy some Ethereum or buy some Bitcoin if you can, whatever it is that you have, and pop it into a wallet. They'll Obviously, there's videos on that on YouTube you can go and watch. Um, once you have that in your wallet, you can go shopping, literally. So you can go ahead and have a look at what's on OpenSea, what tickles your fancy. Obviously, I can understand as a beginner, you're probably not going to know... <coughs> what it is that you want to purchase um, if you do want to purchase. But even on the so other I, hand... Go on. I was going to say, I know you mentioned at the moment there's a lot of art um, going around on the marketplace. Have you seen anything um, else in terms of like market share, like anything else that's cropped up um, in terms of like the style of all the type of um, NFTs that are, are trying to break through at the moment? Um, right now, no. The most things I see are is art. I there mm-hmm. are other things. This probably gets a little bit more technical. There are things that are um. There are other NFTs called R NFTs, which are like real world NFTs, which is again another element of NFTs, where it's like you have your digital asset, but it also comes with a real a real world asset as well so okay this could this could be something that could be very interesting for like people who work within real estate for example could that um, be like a hologram would that be like an example of that well it could it could be a hologram it could be it could be anything to be honest it could be a t-shirt it could be okay. it could be okay. it could be any it could be anything all right um but that it comes with a real world asset as well as the art piece so like Let's say um, we, let's say, I don't know, Messi creates an NFT and it's like, uh, NFT could be anything. It, it could be just a 2D image of him. Um, and then he decides to put that 2D image on a t-shirt. And so if you buy that NFT, you also get the t-shirt that comes with it as well. Um, and you own that T-shirt, and there might be only a select few. Typically, with NFTs, you want to do like a, a limited collection, um, just like there would be with art. Like Banksy, if he does a painting, he does that one painting, and that's it. And then it will get resold and resold and resold and resold. Yeah. Um, 
and it's the same with this. You can you can do that, and you could create the one, and then see how much it sells for. And I think the biggest pro with NFTs is that because it's blocked by because it's sorry because it's backed by blockchain, it means that um, it's very much more secure. So anyone who's owned a one NFT, let's say Messi again, he puts out this NFT and it was bought and resold for a like hundred times, we would know the hundred people who have held that NFT and it would be okay. publicly aware, you know, it would be there's, people there's kind of like see. a track history is exactly and it's public as well. Mm -hmm. So one thing that mm -hmm. would be amazing um is you seeing who owned that. So it'll be mm -hmm. funny if you like went through and it's like, oh, LeBron James owned this Messi's NFT for like three months, held it and then made X amount and sold it to X amount. You know what I mean? Like, that actually, get, like, that like, adds to the value of it as well, I bet. Knowing that these celebs have owned it previously makes it more, more of a, a valuable item. 100%. And it's the same with art right now, isn't it? So like knowing certain people have own, owned certain of like maybe Banksy's images or something like that, you know, it just raises the value. And then also on top of that, another benefit again from NFTs, which I think a lot of people might not understand that like obviously if you're in this space, you probably are fully aware, but if you're not, um, one, one other benefit is that because it is backed by a blockchain, you can see exactly who owned it, but also the original artist can earn a commission every single time that that digital art or that NFT has been resold. So let's say Messi put out this digital art and he, I don't know, he sets a commission on it of, it could be 10%, you know, which could be quite, you know, it's a bit high to a certain extent because um, some people who might buy NFTs might not want to buy something and then know that, you know, 5% or 10% is already going to get taken away from it mm. if he sells it. But it might be worth it if he knows it's going to, like, skyrocket. But um, you can set a commission on it, and every time that it's resold, the original artist or the original creator of this NFT will earn a percentage, which is something that artists never had access to in the past. Well, they could have potentially, if there was like contracts in place, maybe. But where it's blocked, where it's backed by the blockchain, everything is registered and receipt, receipted. You know, so it's, there's a receipt of how many times it has been exchanged and how many times that person has earned a commission mm. on this. Uh, I wonder if it, yeah. I wonder if that would mean it would be more automated than as well. So once it's then purchased through someone else's hands. Like within, I don't know, a twenty-four hour period, the 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 processors and whatever the 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 backroom it happens, it happens instantly. Oh, oh, amazing! So yeah, it's less, less work. Okay, I see. I see how I see how it's, it's coming together. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So how do I how do you that. see how do you see them coming into the world, real world, then, Jules, and being like ad adopted by more people? Like, what do you reckon the, the near future holds for, for NFTs? You know what it is? It's, you know, someone like, like, all right, I feel like we all might be a little bit like this. Like, you know, you might purchase art from somewhere and 
you might hold it for a little bit. Like, let's say, you know, you went on holiday, you bought a little something because you liked it. And then you hold it for a little bit and then you might resell it. You know, you might, people like, for example, people do this with trainers right now, right? Um, mm. But every time that trainer is resold, Nike doesn't get a percentage. Supreme doesn't get a percentage, right? So if you're into like collectibles, you might go and buy something because you think it's really cool and you want ownership in this thing. And then you're going to hold it until it has a certain resale value and then you wait and hold out until you can sell it at that at that price and i think mm-hmm. that's quite cool because this like it brings like a fun and a collectible aspect to to buying certain assets because you know for example right some people they want to invest but they don't find it fun investing because they feel like yeah i'm going to lose so much money on this or whatever but when you make a purchase, mm-hmm. like you don't necessarily buy a company because you just think it's cool. It's like you know it's going to make money, right? You've invested yeah. in that. But when it comes to art, you can buy it because you think it's cool. And then somebody else will also find it cool. I might find a value. And then you can hold it and sell it. Do you know what I mean? Do you know, what I, mean? I feel like it makes it fun. So people who like to buy, and it could be loads of different things, like people who, invest into like gaming and buying skins and things like that i feel like this new age or new generation of people i feel like this could potentially be their and this could be their stocks and shares you know in the future you know what i mean and um this is where i think it's a huge opportunity for brands because if you're a brand especially if you're a really small business and you have a small community of people that religiously religiously like drink your coffee or eat your cakes or whatever like they can own a piece of art that your brand has created just because they think it's cool and then that money kind of goes into your into your pocket as a brand owner but then it might get sold again as your brand grows do you see what i'm saying so it's like mm-hmm. got you. it's another it's another consumer like a, a product that consumer can dabble into on a digital aspect that you might not be able to have sold before. Like imagine mm-hmm. selling digital art in the past. It wasn't something that you can do. Like we all find things, certain things really cool, GIFs or GIFs, sorry, if you call it that. Um, imagine you owned a piece of some of like some of this art that was being created, memes, things like that. You could own it digitally and resell it. And you just own it just because you think it's cool. It's the same as like collecting Pokemon cards if you were from that era. And then knowing that you bought, you got this Pokemon card, but you can also see the hundred people who've had it before. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that's really like, it's really cool. And I think that brands at the moment should 100% just experiment with it at least. Because um, we've seen, you know, TikTok, they've come in, they're playing around with NFT collection. Uh, Instagram are now looking at it as well. We've seen the likes of Jay-Z's um, Marcy uh, business uh, ventures, uh, his business that he has, the investment fund that he has. They've invested in a, I believe it's a marketplace called Bitsky. Um, it's just, these are just really, really, really interesting um I guess just opportunities right now, especially if you're a mm-hmm. small brand. I don't think that you can dabble into dabble into something that 
isn't really big right now. It's kind of big and it kind of seems like a hot trend. And then it might, it might, the bubble might burst in the short term because it's overhyped. But then in the long run, you could see three and four years down the time. If you, if someone owned like a bit of Messi's NFT now, or they owned uh, Messi's NFT now, in five years' time, how much could that be worth? Mm-hmm. Once he's retired, oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Or if, ha- I don't know, your business went down, but the only thing that's left of the business is the digital art that's out there. Oh, do you guys remember <laughs> so and so? Do you know what I mean? It's a collectibles item now. Yeah, which got you. you got might you. not have had that in the past. You know, this is where it's like it's like the art becomes antique. It's like. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like the the life that we've had already, but in digital format. Mm-hmm. Got you. you, see what Got I'm you. We've had um, we've had a few fe- um, few questions come through from King Roshi. If you wanna, if you wanna play them and and see, he's got a few questions for you about NFTs and and how we can kind of adapt them in, into his life. Because I think he's a yeah, looks like he's a marketer. But yeah, I'll just click play on it now. So, so. Uh, it's not playing. Wait. So Tory Lanez sold his, I think, last album and NFTs first before he uh, dropped it on the streaming platform. So could you explain like how that worked, um, and like you know, like how he valued from that, and like how the people that bought it valued from that, and you know, because like I was kind of confused. It looks interesting though because it seems like something that could be the future for uh, hip hop artists, so they can have. Um, can gain more value from their uh, from their artistry. So I'm just curious on like how that whole process would have worked for him. Yo, that's an amazing question. King Roshi, big shout out to you. Great question. Um yeah, Tory Lanez, he took he took a great route, a great route or route as you might say in the US. He took a, a, an amazing route to kind of go and drop his album through NFTs, right? So he had a, a I believe it was a million copies of his album and he sold it through an NFT. And um, as soon as he put it out, I believe onto the marketplace, I believe it sold. I think there was a, there's a lot of question marks about how many were sold or whatever, but either way, right? He's the original creator of that art. And again, it's visual arts, music, it's, it's streams, right? So what he's benefited from is the noise around NFTs as well. So he's kind of gone in, I'm the first person to drop an album as an NFT. He might not even be the first person, but already just creating that hype around NFTs gets everybody looking, right? And then let's say I bought that NFT, right? This is Tory Lane's first ever NFT, right? He might have sold it for like $10. I can't remember the pricing, so don't quote me on the pricing, but it could have been £10, $10, whatever it is. I now own a bit of Tory Lane's album. Basically, I own it just like how I would purchase it in in stores. But there's only a million. There might be only I don't know how many copies. Let's say there was a million copies, right? But I hold now the first ever one. This could be the only one. So the way I profit from it would be, okay, is this is this charting? Is now people wanting to purchase this NFT? You know, because it's now very scarce. And they want it as an NFT, as opposed to just having unlimited copies of the album 
you know, that you can buy like in CD stores or just streaming it. You can stream it and it still makes more money. But now him putting up as an NFT has now enabled him to make another stream of money that he potentially wouldn't have made before. So now mm. that album can be resold multiple times without people even listening to it. So they might not even care what content is on the album and he can listen, people can listen to it and own a piece of it. Well, they own it because it's theirs. And then once they're done, they can go and sell it again, maybe for double the price, just because it's Tory Lanez's first ever album as an NFT. That holds some kind of weight, some kind of value. It might not have that value right this moment in time, but let's say something happened to Tory Lanez. Let's say, God forbid, he passes away next year. That was his only ever NFT. That's going to be worth a load of money. You see what I'm saying? So it's dependent on what happens. It's very much like just popular culture at the moment in terms of the way he's done it and everything. But it will gain some value over time, especially if he plays, he uses his community right. So if we if we like dive into like someone like Nipsey Hussle, who was able to kind of maximize the value of his community, right? He sold he sold um he sold albums for a thousand dollars, right? And you're thinking, you know what, that's crazy. I would never pay a thousand dollars for for his album. But there are he had he knows that he has a fan base where at least maybe a hundred people would buy it for a thousand pounds. That means he just sold a hundred thousand. He sold a hundred. Um, he just made sorry a hundred thousand uh, dollars just from selling his album as a physical copy, as well as it being free on, you know, your Spotify's, your Apple Music, your titles, you know. So it just creates another avenue for him, and he's just taken advantage of like the digital world and people wanting to own a piece of things like in a digital asset way if you know what i mean is that clear mm, no yeah i think that's what i'll put you know you, you, yeah and it's a good it's a good question from king Roshi. i see that he's got another two questions here for you so i'm just going to keep clip play on the second one now i, I might have missed this um because i came a little late in the conversation but like what are the cons to nfts as well because I've just been wondering, like, is it something that will hold value for years to come, like decades, or is it something that's just going to be another trendy thing and just die out? Yeah, so this would be good. Bit. This would be good to get your thoughts. Yeah, like, is is our NFT is here to stay? So you know, it's difficult for anybody to say, "Is it here to stay?" But when we're talking about assets, normally they're here to stay, right? Like, an asset is. It's something that holds value. So I think NFTs are here to stay. I think some of the cons of NFTs is because, you know, sometimes they're bought with different currencies. How long are these currencies are going to hold value? That's hard to say. You, know, you can sell an NFT Bitcoin with Bitcoin. You can sell NFTs with Ethereum. You can, you know what I mean? And we already know that cryptocurrency is extremely volatile. So it goes up and it goes down. So it's hard to say whether it will hold a lot of value but we've seen bitcoin over a 10-year period and we've seen it hold its value yeah it's had extremely high highs and it's had its lows but over a 10-year span it's way higher than what it was when it first started you see what i'm saying so i kind of predict that for nfts whether that will happen i don't i like 
I don't want to say I'll put my house in it, but this is something that I'm playing with at the moment and I completely see the value. And I think there's a whole community of people that will see the value. And I think right now, as more people jump onto it, I think it will 100% be a bubble and trend, but I still feel like it will hold long-term value and there'll probably be more technology that gets built on top of it that might last longer. Um, but right now I see like a lot of, there's a lot of pros of it, especially for the content creator and the artist. Like, for example, like after this episode, I'm going to share a link. Um, if you're listening to this on, on, on YouTube, there's going to be a link in the, in the description on YouTube where you can sign up to Coinbase and you can use our referral code. Um, and also, we're also launching our first collection of NFTs. So this is a social living podcast. And we're going to sell the original art collection uh, of the, the cover of the podcast as an NFT. There's only going to be five of them. So if you're an avid listener, you can purchase one of these and hold it and see if it will hold for value in the, you know, I guess in the years to come. As we grow, we expect our NFT value to, to grow as well along with it. So it's another way that our supporters can support support the community so it's a, it's a great way i'm going to be purchasing one myself that's you know what i mean and i'm the original creator you know what i mean but i gotta think of like my kids and stuff so i want them to hold it um so they have a little bit of something as well so um yeah that'll be dropping uh by the time that this uh podcast is out on all listening platforms so um if you are listening to this just head over to youtube channel Type in hashtag living agency, um, subscribe to the page, and you'll see the latest episode of this podcast. And just go into the description and you'll see the links there for Coinbase as well as OpenSea, where our latest NFT will be available. So, sick, yeah, man. Sick, sick. Now, again, again, well put is dropping gems, dropping gems, and yeah, I'm I'm definitely benefiting from this episode a lot, uh, as well as King Rushi is as well. Um, yeah. And to link back to him as well, he's got actually got another question. So yeah, fully engaged with today's episode. Um, looks as looks as though he's a a marketer and he's he's wondering how he can kind of offer this to business and sell it into businesses and and maybe make um, a profit from it or, or or how he can kind of work into his marketing strategy. So yeah, I'm just gonna play his questions and it'll be interesting here. Hey, your thoughts on it can y'all please let me up i have a lot of questions because you're talking about brands and stuff like that and i do marketing and i'm wondering if this is something that i should try to offer to some of the businesses and companies that i work with yeah 100 like you know what it is like if you so the art can be very different you know like i i would recommend like you can't just put out anything right so it's got to make sense for the brand you want it to you want it to kind of look quite cool, I guess. So like the art is is very um is it perspective like it has a it depends on the perspective that you want to go with and the type of like the branding that you're going with, right? So what what I've done is very simple is the is just the artwork. We've got a, a variety of different artwork that I've put out on different social media platforms and things like that of like the podcast. So there's going to be this, like, it's all pretty much very similar. 
Um, but you can work with like a digital artist. It could be a 3D artist. It could be a 3D motion artist. And if you were an artist, I would highly say, you know, if you can work with a brand and help them create their first NFT, you yourself can earn, if you do like a smart contract, again, this is a little bit more advanced, but you can do like a smart contract. So you are commissioned to create this art and you can also, because you are the original creator of this art, you and the brand, as long as it's posted as the brand, you both could earn commission from future sales of this NFT. Um, and then again, that's a hundred percent something that you guys can offer to your to your clients. I haven't offered it to any of our clients at the moment, but um, again, we're still in the very much educational stage of NFTs, and a lot of people are quite scared. Where me, I'm just kind of like, I just want to play around with it and see where it goes. And if you've got clients that are willing to kind of go into the unknown and see what happens, then yeah, 100%, you should be offering it out. Again, you're going to have to do some research around digital art, how it's created, what you can create. Um, there are definitely some big ideas that you can run with. Like I saw NFT in, um, in a chain the other day. Again, we're going into real life. So it's like... Yeah, I saw that. I don't, know, I don't know who I saw that from. That was me. Oh, I, yeah, I, I did I, see I it. That. <laughs> I read you first. Oh, that might have been where. That might have been where. Yeah, so you can get like NFTs in your chain. and uh, um, Again, that's a new thing. What if you're a rapper in your chain and you've got a fan base who wants to purchase five of that, uh, you know, there's five chains. They'll purchase these chains. That's a whole new you know, asset again that people are buying into and every time it's resold, you're making change from it. So, um, yeah, I think being the original creator of an NFT is a good thing and then also giving the opportunity for people to own it and resell it and they make money too. It's a win-win. I don't want to keep boasting about all the pros. There are a lot of pros, but you also have to be mindful of the cons with NFT because you can post something and you get no traction. No one's buying it. You know what I mean? Your brand could look stale. Um, mm, so that with anything, yeah. you've just got to do your own research, and and yeah, it, anything's a risk when you are investing. So be mindful of that. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. Was there was there another question there, King? Yeah. King so Roche. I think I think yeah I think the gems you've been dropping has really hit home with with King Roshi, and um, yeah, he looks like he he looks like he wants to carry this conversation on after the podcast. But yeah, I'll just play play what he's got to say. I may have a lucrative business proposition uh, for you, Jules. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying your name right. But, uh, yeah, like, if we can get in contact. I just followed you on Instagram and everything. If we can get in contact and kind of talk things over, I think we'd be able to uh, have a lucrative partnership. You know, if you just uh, take the time to hear me out. Sounds good, man. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Let's definitely hit me up. We'll hit it up on uh on uh, on IG and uh, yeah we'll go from there man that sounds good sounds good so yeah man you did say my name right as well by the way Jules everyone calls me Jules um it's easy to say so yeah um yeah man I think NFTs for me hundred percent jabs the future if you're not in it already you need to get on it because like especially when I talk to you Jam because I know you as a person I know you've been active on like Gumtree eBay buying selling buying selling it's just the same mm. thing it's just on a digital asset form and then if you can do it like obviously i know 
um obviously you're from a, a very entrepreneurial family yeah you're meet like obviously your your household is very entrepreneurial so it's like there's an opportunity there do you know what i mean and with that opportunity you pushing out an nft that also gives another awareness onto nfts so then people can mm-hmm. dabble into that a little bit more which also raises the value because if you're introducing people to nfts and the first nft that they hold is from your brand they're going to talk about that journey and that's going to be you know you're the introdu- you're the introducer for them so they might you know that just raises a little bit of your your brand uh, i guess awareness isn't it brand mm-hmm. currency so to speak so yeah, um definitely definitely it's a, it's, a, it's a huge thing man there's there's so many so many things out there i do a little bit of drawing um just as like as a hobby which I don't really talk about. I feel like people don't really associate it with me at all because I don't put anything out there. But now we're going into 2022. And I said this already earlier this year. I think I've said it on earlier podcasts. 2022 is the is the, is the year of the content creator. Like, you need to ensure that you have ownership of your content and you're earning money from the content you have. We're seeing TikTok paying out now. Instagram don't even pay out. They're about, I don't want to say they're about to fall behind because they're very much a household name. But if you can see quicker growth on TikTok, you're just going to go to TikTok because you're going to get paid from it. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Give me the coin. Like, yeah, with the coin. And what happens is like, you can post content that's like, it might not even 100% be yours, but your page is getting the views and everything like that. You get paid for that, right? Because there's ads on that. So there's an opportunity here for many, many people to create as much content as they can and literally yield like a second income or just a stream of income from the content that they create. And mm-hmm. if you have a highly engaged community as well, you're you're laughing. So, you know, that's what it's all about. It's, there's reasons why we're on stereo why we're on every single audio platform out there you know why we're listening to you know taking part in nfts why we're owning cryptocurrency do you know what i mean it's all about ownership we're trying to get ownership of everything that we have and we get that mailbox money you know that mailbox Mm -hmm. money where okay yo people are gonna keep going back to this content and that content is gonna keep yielding and you're gonna get paid from it that's what people want People want to get paid, you know. They're tired of just sitting on Instagram and just swiping and nothing, you know what I mean? They want to get paid. The content creators want to get paid, you know. That's why sometimes it's hard for content creators to even post on Instagram because you know you're not going to get paid from it. But it has the eyeballs, do you know what I mean? It has the eyeballs people Mm -hmm. are looking, so you have to be there. But people are going to go, that's why people, that's why, People on TikTok, people are on, um, they're on YouTube, for example. You know, get gonna get paid from it, and that's what people are strive to be. They're trying to be influencers, they're trying to be um, content creators, and it's a great time to be one. And that this wasn't an option ten years ago. You couldn't tell, you couldn't tell someone they were gonna be a content creator. It was just something that they did, but they never thought they were gonna get paid from it like that. You know, mm-hmm. even back ten years, this wasn't a career. Soon, I won't be surprised if content creation is being taught in like universities and stuff like that, and 
again you can work in content creation and stuff like that so so yeah man big 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 did you have any um any more any more questions now you've at least you covered everything there from like start to finish you've gone into depth about like where you see it going how it currently sits in the market who's adopting it um, in terms of the likes of Jay Z and Tory Lanez, as um King Roshi said, um, but yeah, it's just open. It kind of opens. I've just been taking it all in, and it's opened my mind into the different possibilities in terms of how I can adapt and and look at NFTs and with Tanika's baking business and what like route she could go down with that, and and just play around and like experience um do do my homework and into, look into it a bit more personally. Because like, it's still early doors, and and it's it's how long? When do you reckon it started? When when the talk started going around, like when do you reckon NFTs was was brought to the surface? The last eighteen I mean, months, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Like like last eighteen months, but it's more so been like top of the year. We've seen a lot of people mm-hmm. talking about it. Like Gary V bringing a lot of attention to it, um, and he's been very careful. I actually really respect him because. He, he understands his community is highly engaged and he's not purposely going out talking about his NFTs that he might own or have to kind of create this bubble where he can create enough hype about it. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, he has an engaged audience that might run and jump on NFTs quickly. Suddenly you're going to see a bubble um, on NFTs and, you know, any every NFT going for like 2.3 million or whatever it is, ridiculous mm-hmm. amounts of money. And then it just comes down because it becomes saturated or, you know what I mean? So it's like he's, he's purposely yeah. being careful about what he's saying, but he's saying he's learning. And I think that's really important. Um, and he brings a lot of things to the surface, like smart contracts. So contracts that is uh, backed again by blockchain. Um, so you can have your, you can have your, I guess, your digital copy and you can have your physical copy and stuff. But, you know, everything that is signed and everything is on the blockchain. So it's there for everybody to see what it is that you get. You know what I mean? And what it is that is checked. And it's all, it can all be checked through the the blockchain system. And I think that's really, really important. Um, so, yeah, man, it's a very much a digital world. How long this will last, I don't know. Even, um, I don't want to kind of take it off topic, but. There are other things that are coming into the world, like AI, for example. So things like influencer marketing could be under threat because if you just have robot influencers, if imagine your influencers just like the characters from League of Legends, you don't need a human. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm. again, that's another topic and another discussion. So it's like for as long as we're here and we're around, NFTs can be around for just as long. Um, and it could be evolved as well. So, you know, Amazon sold books, right? They don't sell mm-hmm. books. Well, they do sell books now, but they sell everything now. You see what I'm saying? So it can evolve. Uh, the idea can evolve. And I, I'm not ruling that out at all. I'm not saying NFTs is a finished article. Already we're seeing it kind of being blended with real world products. So imagine you bought a house or you built a house. It's an NFT so the original builder of the house every time it's sold gets money from it that is we're talking about something completely different to anything we've experienced in our life when we come to that kind of stuff you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i like and for me i'm just happy it puts the power back into 
into certain artists' hands. So the people like Banksy, yeah. he, the power he is in the creator. For them, the power is now with the creator because they they yeah. reap the rewards, long to the long term rewards of of their work rather than the initial payment or the initial buyout. Like they've got they've got it for life, like you said. Yeah. And you know what? Them, yeah. Sticks to the name. I like. I feel like I'm a creator. People might not like know me as this, but I definitely feel like I'm a person who's quite creative, and um, I like the the feeling of creating things. And sometimes when you create something, you don't necessarily want to put it out, but because it's your means to an end, you put it out, and then you lose control of kind of where it goes, if you get what I mean. And you don't earn mm-hmm. anything from that. Do you know what I mean? Like Banksy, someone might buy Banksy's art and then suddenly put it into a museum right next to where they they took things from Africa or something. And he's like, I don't want it there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But with with the NFT now, he'll earn he'll earn every time it's being sold. Do you see what I'm saying? Where intend, instead of like, and you can know who it is, where who it's gone to and things like that. Um, and you might be able to put something within the smart contract of the original thing of where it's displayed and things like that. So before you might not have that power because then the art might not get sold. But there are so many avid Banksy fans out there. They're going to want to purchase I want to buy some of Banksy's art. You see what I'm saying? So, and then you got to think mm-hmm. about the people that knock it off as well. So, there's people who, like, you might see in markets or whatever, and you got Banksy's art there and selling for like five pounds. But Banksy, Banksy don't get any of that. But with if Banksy puts it out on the blockchain, everybody knows, okay, that's officially Banksy's account and that's his art. Then they know. Mm-hmm. You know, I've actually bought something that Banksy's actually did, like you know, he made himself. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's about ownership to the for the content creators, um, and that's that's a big deal for me. Uh, for me, although it might seem like I'm dropping gems, I get a lot of what I get from like just my research from reading and. Uh, a big contributor of that is someone like Nipsey Hussle. If you just go back and listen to some of his interviews and listen to his music, he always talks about owning everything and owning the whole kind of no middleman, you know, straight mm-hmm. direct to consumer. And that's what we see in that's what we see Tory Lanez do with his music. That's what we're seeing J Cole do with his music. We saw Nipsey Hussle do it with his music. And when he when he goes to the table with the bigger labels, it's not a you know sign to this label and we'll do this for you. It's now oh this is a partnership. We're both eating, and I can make use of you know the giant machine that the label is. They can get your music into different places, but I've also built it up to a certain point where you get we're getting a seat at the table, and we're not just working for you. We're both working for for each other and we're getting a slice of the pie like a proper deserved slice of the pie and I think that's that's the mo- one of the most important things so yeah man NFTs Gems, man. man out here mm. nah <laughs> out that's, here, that's been here. a banger that's been a banger yeah. of an episode and like if anyone has any further questions they want to ask like 
hit us up in the comment section or, or anything below, whatever whatever platform you're listening to. You can also message us on our Instagram. Mine's at oh my new handle's at Jam Lawrence UK and Jules is at Mr. Julian Mr. Green. Is that right? Yeah. Mr. Julian yeah, Green. Yeah. Um, on everything, man, TikTok, Instagram, you can find me everywhere. I do want to quickly just run over the um the social media updates, man. It's been a it's been a hell of a week for, for Instagram for sure, man. Um It'll be good to get your views on this one as well, Jam. So Instagram mm. is now adding collaboration options for feed posts and reels um, and new music and uh, engagement features as well. So very much similar to TikTok. Um, so they're kind of like trying to go music focused. They're trying to enhance their IG experience. But again, it just cough, cough, wink, wink. It just sounds like TikTok, isn't it? Mm, no surprise there man that's their strategy like just yeah. just build and copy what these upcoming i say upcoming tiktok's pretty established but these 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 brands are kind of take their market taking their marketplace from them it'll be interesting yeah. to see if that if, if the tide like goes which way the tide goes because tiktok's still holding strong and and, and they're, they're getting more and more downloads per month and I see a lot of a lot of content creators are going to TikTok now that um it's become more monetizable, and the rate of follower growth on TikTok is a lot a lot quicker than you get you'll see on Instagram. So a lot of people are making that that jump. So yeah, Instagram needs to do they need to do a lot. They don't to keep to keep that market share and keep people engaged on their platform. They need to start adapting more of the the features TikTok are, are are going out with. So yeah, no surprise that they've they're, they're launching these features. It'd just be interesting to see which platform people decide to stick with. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um yeah, I, I, it's it's a it's a close race. I've always said Instagram's here to stay, but they got a lot of catching up to do if they want to kind of you know get new followers, I reckon. Because people are seeing like with some of the like accounts that I've had um that i've managed i'm seeing a quick a much quicker growth rate posting the same content on tiktok than i'm seeing on instagram um and again you know where am i going to spend my time especially if i know that once i get into the tiktok kind of partner program i'm getting paid from it there's no instagram Mm -hmm. partner program for me you know so it is what it is it is what it is um they've also come up with another update where on Instagram, you're now uh, they're now allow- enabling users to be able to upload photos and videos on desktop, and I, I think that's from this week. So I believe it's October the twenty first that should drop. So um, I I always thought you could already do this because I use the the um, the scheduling tool that they have on Facebook. So I always mm-hmm. do that on my on my thing. But if you can now do, I can't seem to do reels. But I thought if you can do reels on that as well, that would be, that would be quite cool. But um, I think that's yeah, that's what I saw that they've opened their marketing API for reels, so that external um tools can look at scheduling and and creating reels externally and it feed them through Instagram being posted through external tools, which is a, a good yeah. move because a lot of people are struggling with that. Especially if you, if you do work for clients and your your posting times are outside of working hours, you kind of want that to be a bit more automated yeah. and, and having that ability to schedule it. So, 
Again, it'd be a good yeah. move if that if that can get up and running ASAP because a lot of people are waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, big time. So again, it, that like it just makes things easier when you're a big conglomerate. If you're an agency and stuff, you're working with different clients. Working from your phone isn't the best process sometimes, um, and you need um, yeah, you need some of these kind of content scheduling tools to be able to kind of, I guess. Get the create the best process and give you the best transparency on some of the posts that you're scheduling. So it's a good move. It's a good move. And then um, I think the final update I have here as well is Google adds new Snapchat integration into its latest into its latest Pixel phone. So the Pixel Six and the Pixel Six Pro. So basically, what this means is that uh, on a quick tap from the lock screen you can instantly take a picture straight from Snapchat, which is something that I haven't seen any other apps do. So I feel like it's quite it's quite interesting. And obviously with it being Google, it's like this is a big deal. Um, so mm. I feel like it just keeps Snapchat at the forefront of people's minds. You know, it's a good I wonder if that, I also wonder if that's a move to kind of target the younger generation as well. Because I've seen, that, don't quote me on this, but I've seen that the Pixel phones are a lot cheaper than than iPhones and Samsungs at the moment. So, I could, which makes I it more, more right affordable now. for the... I was going to say, sorry, um, so to cut you off, I was going to say, I'm going to tell you right now, the, the, the Google's, I mean, the Google Pixel 6 phone, the 6 Pro, that's my next phone, like 100%. Okay, sold, you're sold, you're sold in. Sold in, or is there a question? I, I'm willing to take a question if someone asks me on that. What's this? Yeah, King Rushy, let's see what he's gonna say. You gonna play? Yeah. Not gonna lie, Snapchat has been the way for a good minute. Ever since they added their um their ad platform on there, Snapchat is the wave. It's cost effective. It it has a highly engaging audience, and the conversions for it is ridiculous. He's got a very good point. And I know yeah, Jamal. I agree with that one. Yeah. You've been screaming that for a, a while. <laughs> Snapchat. Yeah, a lot people of people doubt it. <laughs> mm, especially in terms of ads, like you say, from a marketing point of view. And especially with, with like iOS 14 coming into play and, and its restrictions with targeting under 18s, like under 18s is where is where it is on Snapchat and <clears throat> being ordered to tap into that audience and create tailored ads that, that convert is a lot cheaper on Snapchat than it is on any other platform. Like, in terms of, like, the, the CPMs and and the cost per impressions, you, you're getting a lot, a lot less... Um, sp- oh, sorry. Uh, the, the cost per result is a lot less on the platform. Just It's a no-brainer, but because the platform is seen as it's dying from a lot of the older heads because they don't use it as much, it doesn't get touched as much from a lot of brands and a lot of agencies. Which means there's an opportunity there because it's not as saturated. This is why the the, the costs are a lot cheaper, as um King Roshi has said. But yeah, I I've I've been saying this to Jules that if anyone is looking to start with ads or is looking for a cost effective way to to have ads digitally and target a younger con- consumer, Snapchat is definitely the way to go. Yeah, big time. Have you have you used it for any of your uh for like Tanika's bakery stuff? No, I haven't. So, um, I I would if she had a um, if she used the platform regularly, 
I don't think I'd use it ad hoc and just use it as an ad platform. I'd kind of want to have a, I'd, I'd, if I was, if this was for Tanika, I'd want her to document her life, document her story on Snapchat and then use the ad platform to support rather than just use it ad hoc. Um, yeah, my main experience with Snapchat ads has been when I was agency side and I was doing a lot of like student campaigns and yeah, results were crazy that I received on there. That's good. That's good. I'm yet to use the ad manager there, to be honest. But um, when I get the opportunity to 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 kind of dabble into it, I definitely will for sure. Um, I think I'd probably more likely to use it on an ad hoc basis, just simply for the type of clients that we have. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see see what kind of yields the the results that we want. So so yeah, man. But um, I think we should wrap it up there, man. I think this is a very interesting episode um definitely tune in for next week's episode as well um that one's going to be about black history month man in the uk it's black history month and a lot of brands have i guess attempted to try and take part in black history month and uh we're going to analyze some of their activity and uh, we're going to answer a lot of questions around black history month i'm sure a lot of people might not understand why Black History Month is a thing. Um, so we're going to dive deep into that and uh, try and give it from a brand perspective as well. So if you are a brand mm -hmm. listener, in, um, definitely try and tune into that. Again, if you want to find out when that is, uh, just stay tuned on um, onto, our, onto our IG page. So you can follow us. Jamal's uh, already given us the handles. The handles is also given in the description below. Um, so yeah, let's wrap it up there and we'll see you guys next week. And yeah, thank you very much, Dan and King Roche. Big shout out to you, yeah. Big shout out to King Roche, man. We appreciate, appreciate the comments, appreciate the questions. Love, man. Tune in to next time. Uh, peace out. <laughs>